for or why the booger the, 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 no why the booger <laughs> why the, why the booger picture this it is a cold winter day in late february and you've just been accused of one of the most intense and looked down upon crimes a crime you did not commit there's nothing you can do to prove your innocence no matter how much you plead so you're sentenced to a public hanging or you could put the blame on someone else and have them take your place. This is the tragedy that faced women in 1692. The hysteria behind the witchcraft craze had just begun and the lives of so many innocent people were about to meet their end. Hi, I'm Peyton Shetter. And I'm Isabella Fowler. And today we'll be diving deeper into what actually happened in the small town of Salem, Massachusetts between February of 1692 and May of 1693. So, Izzy, quick question. How much do you, like, know about the Salem Witch Trials? Well, Peyton, that's a very good question. <laughs> um, I don't know that much about the Salem Witch Trials, except for, like, the stuff that we learned in class, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, I, I really don't know that much. Okay, so before I get into um, the actual trials, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Salem. So Salem was settled in 1626 by Puritans, who were a group of English Protestants. They lived a very strict and isolated life with a lot of battles between the Native American neighbors and also French settlers. Everyone feared starvation and disease and people became restless and relationships with neighbors became strained a lot of times. Also, this winter, um, the winter that the sort of hysteria of the witch trial started, was said to be one of the coldest winters that they had because um, it was around like the peak of the Little Ice Age. Yeah, the, the Little Ice Age. So it was extremely cold and people were getting quite restless. I'm extremely cold at the moment <laughs> because my hair is wet and the living is right on me. You're living your own Little Ice Age at this point. But my Little Ice Age right here. <laughs> It's also worth noting that in 1641, the Puritan legal code was created and established a hierarchy of crimes, starting with the worst list going adultery, witchcraft, blasphemy, murder, poisoning, and at the bottom, bestiality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, say that. Say the the ones first. (laughs) Adultery. And then, and then witchcraft. So, so murder's <laughs> lower on the list than adultery. Murder's lower on the list than both ador- adultery and witchcraft. And witchcraft is like... Eh. This, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, adultery, witchcraft is, is way up here, and then way down here is murder and bestiality. And poisoning, too. Oh, and po- is that not murder? It's like kind of the same. Yeah. And then blasphemy is above murder. Oh, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand their legal code at all. They're, they're, they have their priorities set. They they really do. They no witches, no no witches, no adulterers. We none of those. We can we can deal with murderers. We we can deal with murderers. Okay. Yeah, murderers murderers are fucked, but. I mean, we can't have those blasphemers. <laughs> those aren't words, I don't think. The people have blasphemized. 
it plus for me. We can't have any of those. <laughs> that, that is correct. You would fit right in with sticking with the rules of the Puritan legal code of 1641. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Diving into the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> in January of 1692, 9-year-old Betty Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams started having very strange behavior, um, such as like contorting their bodies and having really weird seizures and stuff like that. So uh, they went to the doctors and the physicians found nothing physically wrong with them. It's also worth noting that Betty Paris and Abigail Williams are the daughter and niece of Reverend Samuel, Samuel Paris, who was a very important figure during the time. Yeah, that's the guy that didn't want the, any of the blasphemers. Yes, that is the man that didn't want the blasphemers. They were diagnosed as, quote, under an evil half by Salem's doctor. What's and a, it's What's a half? Um, I think they're t- like half of Satan or the devil. Oh. They they called it an evil half. I you know maybe, maybe because they're like thought it was like half human, half like demon. demon. <laughs> yeah, Wonderful. I mean that explains the contortions. Exactly, and it's yeah. also worth noting that Salem only had one doctor who mostly could read but not write. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> so yep. we we don't got a doctor that can write, but. Yep, that that's a demon. I know. Yep, that right there is a demon. Because I'm the doctor in this town. <laughs> yes. So Puritans believed that the devil would uh, wreak havoc through the world by using humans as their vessels. These vessels were known as witches who uh, conjured apparitions and tormented children. The news spread throughout the village as 12 more girls seemed to have the same symptoms, and these so-called afflicted girls would contort their bodies, have fits, and would constantly complain about having what they described as prickly skin. Prickly skin, like, like, like their skin is like, like on fire, or? I think so, maybe like fire, or like needles stabbing them, or just itchy. possible that they all just got like poison ivy. Yeah, chicken pox. Yeah, you can pop small. There you go. Yeah. Skin diseases. Maybe maybe they just have they all had eczema. Eczema, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I start itching my arm. No, my legs itchy. (laughs) On February 9th, 1692, the uh the afflicted girls then accused three local women of tormenting them after Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne who were both magistrates, pressured the girls into naming the people who tormented them. How old were the girls? Do we know? Um, I believe that they were ages ranging from 9 to 20. Okay. So... 20 is, like, credible, but, like, not... (laughs) Yeah, it was... You can get a better witness. It was mainly a lot of, like, very young children. Okay, but, like, when a kid comes into your room and they go, Mommy, Daddy, there's a there's a monster under my bed. They don't they don't blame the the neighbor kid and put him on trial for being a monster. No, they blame the neighbor kid's mom. Oh great. <laughs> so but <laughs> but that's like we just shouldn't believe kids, right? I mean Ex- there's a boogeyman under their bed. 
Exactly. Yeah. A lot of um, the accused women and men during this time were all accused by really young children. And all of the adults seem to believe every single little bit of evidence that they said that they had, which, as you were saying, might just them being like, oh, my God, I saw the boogeyman. <laughs> Mom, there's a witch that lives next door to us. Let's let's throw her in the lake and see if she drowns. Women that were convicted of witchcraft were all considered outsiders in some way, and they were all arrested on February 29th. So the first woman, Sarah Good, was a poor pregnant mother. And then, yeah. She was also a mother to a young daughter as well. The next woman, Sarah Osborne... (laughs) was has long been absent from church and was suing the family that accused her and the last woman tichuba was an enslaved woman of the reverend of reverend paris's family and she was only known by her first name okay so like the the guy who had the the nieces yeah um reverend paris yeah reverend paris was the um, father and uncle of the two girls who were originally quote unquote possessed. Right. And they didn't die, did they? The, the girls? The girls did not die, no. Okay, so he didn't send them to. Okay, okay. Hold up, that. Okay, so he accused Tichuba. Mm hmm. But he just took his niece and daughter to a doctor. Yes. For the same thing. Because they accused no the the, the daughter and niece accused Tichuba of cursing them. Wow. So uh okay. Sarah Sarah Osborne and Tichuba were all accused as witches who had possessed these girls. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. So uh Tichuba originally denied to witchcraft, but then later confessed to practicing witchcraft on the devil's orders. She said, quote, the devil came to me and bid me serve him, end quote. Um, It is also worth mentioning that many believe that she was forced to confess and fabricated her testimony because her testimony was the longest in the entire Salem witch trials. During this testimony, she talked about visions of eerie animals, eerie animals such as red cats, yellow birds, and black dogs, and also talked about how other witches were working together to harm the Puritans of Salem. With this confession, the trials vaulted forward and the sentence and gave the sentencers a purpose admission. Mm-hmm. Tichuba was also very accommodating to the judges and claimed to go blind at one point during her trial, which was a sign that the devil was punishing her for talking bad about him behind his back. Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good both maintained their innocence, yet Osborne unfortunately died in prison. Sarah Good's husband turned against her in court and said that she was, quote, a witch or would be one very quickly. Her daughter was imprisoned and gave testimony against her mother. She gave birth in jail and her baby died and she was hanged because of that. Tichuba was held in custody until May and then released. And she was actually the last of the accused to be released, standing in jail for about a year and three months. This seems pretty random. Yeah. Because, like, Tichuba was the one that agreed to being a witch, right? Mm-hmm. But she got released. She did. And continuing on with that, 
it, it was believed by a lot of people that she made a false confession in order to save herself. And because, because of that, many other women started to do the same thing. The authorities then began telling people that they would be hanged if they did not confess and freed if they did. Okay, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna... Okay. <laughs> it's... It, they, they really want them to be witches so badly. But... but <laughs> so they don't, they don't want any more, like non-witches they're just like no let's just keep all the witches let's exactly normal people who say they aren't witches yeah and then all right <laughs> <laughs> skipping forward the infamous special court of oyer and terminer which is one of the courts they used to accuse witches was established by governor william phipps on may 27th 1692 eight girls from salem were afflicted with witchcraft and were making accusations in court, during the trials, someone warned that a witch was about to manipulate a victim, and then said victim would begin to act strangely and contort their body and have many seizures instead. In the first trial of this court, Bridget Bishop, who was an older woman of the community that many considered to be an immoral gossip, was determined guilty of witchcraft and later became the first person executed in the Salem Witch Trials. Between the months of July and September 1692, 18 more people were found guilty and executed, including four men, a rare occurrence in the witch trials of the past. Yeah, I, like, it's usually women. I mean, it's still, it was still usually women in Salem, but that's not unheard of to have four men. Yeah. So were they warlocks? Yes. They were wizards. Hagrid. One of the accused men was a man named George Burroughs, a Harvard-educated minister. Many of the convicted witches claimed that he was the mastermind behind them. Wait, hold up. And he was from Harvard? He was in Harvard. He was a Harvard-educated minister. So, oh, okay. Yes. I he was like a professor. No, he was just educated from there. Hmm. The claims made in court against Burrow were kind of insane and very bizarre, in my personal opinion. The accusers claimed that he was biting them during their testimony, and their bite marks allegedly matched up with Burrow's teeth, like the bite marks on their skin. And accusers in the room... No, go. I just wonder, what year was the Salem Witch Trials again? 1692. So, they just kind of... Look at his teeth and look at the eyes. They're like, yep, that matches. Those are both teeth. Yep. <laughs> okay. I don't know how, I don't think it was very accurate. They're probably just like, oh, look, a bite mark. Hmm. That guy has teeth. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> accusers in the room also claim to see spirits. And one of the girls who was one of the accusers, uh, claimed that the spirits were Burroughs' wives with blood-painted faces, thirsting for justice to be served for their husband. Finally, the possibility that Burroughs had used an invisibility cloak that had been given to him by the devil was suggested by the Chief Justice. <laughs> Chief Justice was the original J.K. Rowling. <laughs> the OG. 
OG oh, J.K. Rowling is the Chief Justice in Salem in 1692. That's a new conspiracy theory. Yes, I'll, I'll add it. I'll add that to the list. Yeah. Before being executed, Burroughs made an emotional speech where he recited the Lord's Prayer without any mistakes. This is quite upsetting to many of the people because witches were not supposed to be able to do that, which caused many of the crowds people to doubt what they had done right before his hanging. During these trials, we can see that they did not thoroughly investigate and strictly stuck with their church's teachings. They prefer that the accused confessed, ask for forgiveness, and promised not to partake in more, more witchcraft when they were accused of being witches. Okay. Okay, so... Okay. So that's like asking. So say the hu- human race like didn't have noses, right? Uh-huh. That's like if someone was born with a nose and they went to court because they could smell. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, as long as you ask for forgiveness... And promise you will never smell again. <laughs> then you can go. Exactly. So <laughs> sounds good. No smelling for you. Sounds super official. Yes, ma'am. So. The court accepted almost any type of evidence. The most common one was spectral evidence, where the girls began raving where they were touched by, quote, invisible ghosts. Um, During most of the trials, the jurors were relatives of the accusers, which compromised their ability to speak the truth. And those who did speak out came under suspicion, such as Judge Nathaniel Saltonstall. By spring of 1693, over a hundred people had been imprisoned because of the trials. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing since they only had one doctor, Salem isn't that big. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty small village, I'd say. Like during the time, especially because it's been more modernized now. But three yeah. of the population. I most likely, yeah. Overall, 20 people were executed during the witch trials, 14 of which being women and six were men. However, none of them ever admitted to doing witchcraft. Sadly, almost all the people who were executed were never given a proper burial and instead were buried in unmarked graves somewhere in the area. Um, Okay. Okay. Oh, I got a bone to pick with these people. Hold on. (laughs) So... Wasn't the main thing like, and say they like pushed like uh, an accused witch off a cliff or pushed them into the water, and they're like, okay, if you drown, then you're a proper Christian and you weren't a witch, um, and you'll have forgiveness. And if you survive and you don't drown, then you were a witch, and I don't know what will happen then. But these people that died. They proved themselves not to be using witchcraft. So why didn't the people give them a proper burial? I don't know, man. These people are kind of insane. <laughs> that makes me so mad. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
they were actually buried upon um upon this hill i keep forgetting the name of it but a lot of the tour guides in salem say that that hill where all these people were allegedly buried on is one of the most haunted hills in like all of massachusetts or like it's very spooky very that, that makes sense i mean like they they were told oh yeah you'll be a proper christian and then they're like dude where's my grave Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Give me a proper tombstone. Yeah, that, that makes sense. If if that happened to me, I would definitely haunt those those people. <laughs> those people. The witch trials only stopped when the superstitions had reached Massachusetts. Governor Phipps' wife had been accused of being a witch, and he suspended these trials. It's also important to note that Phipps was the man who created the the court of Oyer and Terminer that I mentioned previously, which was one of the courts used to accuse these people. Um, Because of his suspension of the trials, um, all the sentences were amended, prisoners were released, and accusations stopped. He also... Yes. He also replaced the court of Oyer and Terminer with the superior court of judicature, which did not permit um, uh, any testimonies of spectral evidence, which was mainly what the courts used for witch trials. So, Oh, so that, that was like when they were like, oh, I felt a ghost hand on me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's good. That's yeah. Good. They have the and- real court now. Yes, like, ma'am. Can you imagine if someone took that to court? Like, ah. hey. <laughs> hey, hey, court bay. Um, hey, bestie. So I felt a ghost finger, you know, tap me on my shoulder. Can I sue him? Or is that like, you know, not good? <laughs> Can I see my neighbor? He's giving me really weird vibes. I, I feel like he <laughs> I feel like he cursed my cat. Oh my cat, she just keeps running away. I, I don't get it. I, I think he cursed her. Massachusetts apologized for the Sam Witch Trials in 1992, 300 years after the end of the witch trials. There was a lot of paperwork. <laughs> lots of lots of paperwork and signing to be done. Lots of paperwork. Very tedious. <laughs> there was no solid reasoning or evidence as to why these people were acting this way. It's a little bit insane, though, that, like we were mentioning before, all these adults were accepting these wild accusations by children and using it as solid evidence in case trials. Yeah, and... You know what I'm kind of thinking of now? Like, mm-hmm. I remember you point. You said that when um, uh, someone would point out like a victim and be like, "Hey, they're gonna do this in this many seconds," and then they start doing strange things. Mm-hmm. You know what that kind of reminds me of? What? Like, you know, when you look on WebMD mm-hmm. and you, like read symptoms to something, and then you start feeling them. Yep. Yep. Definitely the same thing that happened. <laughs> no doubt in my mind mind. that's what happened you go on a webmd because your head's a little bit hot oh my god i have liver disease (laughs) oh my goodness my foot's gonna have to be amputated gosh darn it
getting into the theories because we love doing that so starting off with my uh our first theory uh our our first theory uh which is by a harvard phd student emily oster already (laughs) harvard yep harvard yeah phd yeah let's get it emily so she points to an economic explanation of the witch trials. Um, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this, the Little Ice Age lasted between 1550 and 1800, but peaked between 1680 and 1730, which caused many economic problems that turned the population between each other. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this theory just suggests that the people of Salem were bored and needed an outlet during this economic crisis to spice up their life. Bored and cold. Bored and cold. My neighbor's a witch. <laughs> My neighbor's a witch because I'm cold. That's- how's, how's the air conditioning? I'm really cold. <laughs> Peyton, I think you're a witch. I'm really cold. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Maybe I am. Ah. <laughs> The second theory is by Linda Caporeau, who is a behavioral scientist. She stated that these girls... That's that's believable. Behavioral scientist. Yeah. Okay, what's her theory? Um, She stated that these girls were most likely exposed to ergot, uh, which is kind of like a fungus that can be found in grains and causes convulsive erogatism i'm most likely to mispronouncing that but convulsive erogatism effects includes hallucinations which are apparently similar to that of lsd muscle contractions and resemble seizures uh also vertigo and crawling and tingling sensations on the skin oh so that explains like the prickling yeah. yeah, this seems like it would be one of like the most believable mm-hmm. theories. However, the girls showed no other visible signs of this illness. Um, and one of the major things of um, this uh, ergot fungus sort of disease was uh, green fingertips. And none of the girls had green fingertips. Okay, but like, I mean, we don't know that though. That, yeah, that's true. I mean, there, there's not like a photograph of them, right? When no. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, I mean, there's not like a picture of them, and there's no living person. Pearson. There's no person. living person here today to say, like, yeah, I saw them. They got them green fingertips. Yeah, because the photograph, the camera sort of stuff to take photos i believe was invented in like 1862 so this was far before that i mean and if, even if there was like a portrait of them like i'm sure their parents were like yeah let's let's not color their fingers green <laughs> yeah we're okay can't waste the crayons no so the last theory and probably one of my favorite theories is by the people in the community at the time so Robert Califf accused Reverend Paris, which was the man that we mentioned before, who had the daughters who were the, the daughter and the niece who were first possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust him either. From that man. Yeah, Robert Califf did too. 
Yeah, Robert Caleb did too, because he accused Reverend Parrish of exploiting the trials for social political gain in the community. He proposed that Paris force Tichuba to admit to witchcraft so that he could use the resulting paranoia to seize back his diminishing power in Salem. That, yeah, that's what I said. It, it makes sense. It's like one of the most believable ones because, yeah. and I mean, Tichuba didn't even die from the witch trials. Exactly, and that makes lot of sense and especially if it's like like we said it's like a small town so Mm -hmm. if it's like a guy another guy from that town who probably knows the reverend he's like i know you we had coffee last week you're like yeah i feel like my power is slipping away from me (laughs) and now this week you're like yeah witches witches (laughs) when i've never heard you you're you're a reverend (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, dude. I feel, I, feel, I feel like we should believe that guy. His name Robert. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Robert Caleb. Bob. Bobby. Bobby. I believe you. you Bobby. My man's Bobby. My man Bobby. My man Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, but that one I personally believe is the most believable of these theories. And I feel like that's probably what happened. I could be wrong. There's probably other people that disagree with that. But I mean, if you're bored, it's freezing and you want more social and political power in your community, I'd say a witch hunt is a pretty good way to go. I mean, to be fair, I feel like it could be all three at the same time. Like, yeah, the the third one uh, with Bobby, our man's Bobby, he, it doesn't really explain all the other yeah accusations so i feel like that did happen like at least i was in the start because tichuba was in the start too mm-hmm. but um i feel like i i'm really connected to the um the fungus the, the fungus you have a connection to the fungus I, I do i have a connection to the fungus we're we're one and the same <laughs> izzy and ergot ergot that's the same yeah my middle name. <laughs> fungus. Yeah, <laughs> we're buddies. Best friends. Besties. Besties with the fungus that causes convulsive aerobatism, which includes hallucinations and muscle contractions and vertigo and skin tingling sensations. You know, he's, he's a fun guy. <laughs> Please, no fungus jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Nobody knows for sure what the real cause of the Salem witch trials were, or why the girls behaved the way that they did. But what is known for certain is the unjust states of the victims in the village of Salem of 1692. I'm Isabella Fowler. And I'm Peyton Shatter. This is Historical Horrors. And thank you for listening.